exciting to see what God is doing through the life of our care ministry. I can tell you uh, each week as I walk through the building, just seeing those that are being helped and, and those of you that, that volunteer your time. What an amazing ministry of our church. And we are not just talking about being the hands and feet of Christ, but we're actually being the hands and feet of Christ here in our own community. Uh, and as we do Feed My Starving Children, we don't just want one weekend out of the year to share with people the love of Christ through giving of, of needs. We want to be doing it every week and every day if possible. And so this is our prayer. This is our desire. And this is the focus of this month. This is Explore. Uh, every year we want to focus a month on the mission of the church and let you know how you can get involved, how you can be part. And today we're looking at the issue of hunger uh, as, as it affects us locally, nationally, and globally. And just what is God's response to hunger? Um, this has been a difficult week for us as a nation. Uh, this has been a week that has revealed the need for us as a church to be on mission and for the church uh, globally to be on mission because there is so much uncertainty and so much pain and so many challenges within the world uh, we live. I know it was a shock for me last Sunday, uh, a little after two in the afternoon, to see the news come out that Kobe Bryant, the famous basketball player, had gone down in an accident with his helicopter and his his daughter, nine people lost their lives. What a tragedy, 41 years old. What a terrible thing. And then this week to see in the news the, the coronavirus and how it is spreading and, and, and the fear. Uh, as this morning I saw that all the Apple stores in China are closing temporarily to deal with this, this major issue in our world of disease. Today, many will gather in Miami for the Super Bowl. What an awesome event, what an exciting time to get together and, and cheer for these football teams. But unfortunately, today is also, in the United States, the, the busiest human trafficking day of the year. More people will be abused tonight than any other time. What a horrible thing. What a terrible thing that lives within our world today. And all of these things for me as a pastor, and I'm sure for you, your heart goes out. Your heart is broken. And it reminds us, it reminds us of, of the importance of us being on mission, the importance of us as a church, us as individuals, being on mission to engage in our world, to bring the hope of Christ, the love of Christ, and to fill these needs that are so desperate today. Today we're talking about hunger. Uh, according to statisticians, about one in ten people in the world are going to go to bed hungry, deal with the issue of hunger. Uh, if you look at Asia... There are massive parts of Asia where people are, are, are struggling so deeply in this issue of hunger. But there's such a great need today. And so the question I ask as we look into God's word and as we've gathered here to worship God and, and to be unified in him and, and to be on mission for him is what's God's answer to hunger? What is God's response to these challenges that we see around us? Has he given us some clarity to this? And so before we go to his word, I'd like to precede it with prayer. If you'd pray with me, please. Father God, I am so thankful for today. Lord, thank you for revealing yourself um, as children come through and pack bags and they smile and they laugh. And, and grandparents are with them and, and moms and dads and teammates and all the different people that will come and be part of this amazing thing where we're your hands and we are sharing your love through these manna packs. Lord, I thank you for all those that, that put the time.
time and energy in so that we can do this, that we can partner this way. Because, Lord, we want your will to be done. We want how heaven is to be how we are here. And, Lord, we want you to guide us with your spirit. We want to have a heart like you have. We want to see the world like you see it. We want to love people like you love people, Lord. And just we pray this morning as we've come here, uh, we've gathered here to worship you, that you would just instill in us a passion, instill in us um, a desire to want to see uh, hope and healing and, and Lord, uh, the needs to be filled in the world around us, that they would know that there's a loving God who desires um, to be in relationship with all of us. And so, Lord, as we talk about this, we ask um, our, our spiritual hunger this morning, as we come to you, we ask you to fill our spiritual needs um, as we desire to grow and mature. Uh, Lord, as we are all at different places in our life right now, I pray, Lord, that wherever we are, you would speak into us, you would fill us uh, with the wisdom and discernment we need today um, so that we can walk with you. And, Lord, we pray as, as we discuss this and we think about this and we see the tragedies of life and we consider the challenges of this world, that we would recognize that you are a gracious God and, and you are patient with us and you desire uh, to bring hope into our lives and bring bring truth into our lives. And so, Lord, we ask that you would help us to receive that grace and to be gracious ourselves as we think about how you're calling us into this world. And, Lord, as we talk about this, I pray that you would stir things um, in hearts like you stirred in the knitters to, to, to do Feed My Starving Children. Lord, I pray that you would stir in us big dreams of what you want to do, big goals of things we can accomplish in your name that would bring hope to a world that needs it so desperately. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us now clearly, show us what is true, help us to understand and to live out what you're teaching us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 25. If you have your Bibles, uh, you can turn there. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to get you one. Uh, and it will also be on the screens as you follow along. Matthew is a very uh, amazing book. It's the first of the Gospels. Uh, this is the account of Jesus' life. This is giving us the words that Jesus said to the groups as he taught and he preached and he shared with them the truths of eternity. And uh, there are two really famous places where Jesus teaches. Um, we're told he teaches the Beatitudes and he goes through and teaches this beautiful lesson on who God is and who we are. And then we, we see this, we call it the Olivet Discourse. This is where Jesus is about to go into Jerusalem and he is sharing things about the future and he's telling us where everything is headed. And he's really um, identifying what heaven is, who we are, and how we live into that. And it's really an amazing thing as you read through the clarity and the, um, just the forcefulness in which he talks about the things that have not yet happened is quite amazing. But as we look at it, we see here in verses 34 through 40 that we see a picture of God's view of the needs of this world and God's view of what those who claim to be his followers are calling within those needs. And so as we begin in verse 34, it says this. Then the king, meaning Jesus, will say to those on his right, come, you are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. And so he says to those on his right, he says, Come take your inheritance. I am your father. I have instilled your inheritance. When I died on the cross and I rose from the grave, I established an inheritance for you to have. It is a hope. It is eternal. I have paid for you. You are covered in my blood. You have been sanctified. You have been set apart 
because of what I have done. You are my children, and I am inher- you, you, the inheritance I give you is an inheritance you can claim and become part of my family. And so as we look at this, he's saying, blessed are you because you've received the inheritance. You understand it, you know it, you live it, and you believe in it. And so he's establishing who he's communicating with and what he's communicating about. And he goes on to say, for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. It's an amazing thing that Jesus relates himself. He he puts himself in the place of all these areas of need. And as we look at the world around us, as we look at the world we live in today, in 2020, we see these same challenges of those around us in the world. We look at the issue of not having clean water in large portions of the earth today, that people struggle just to have clean water. Starvation, one in 10 people deal with the issue of hunger. We see a refugee problem all over the earth, those trying to find a place where they can call home, a place they can belong. We see poverty rampant throughout the world, poverty um, that is unjust and unneeded, but we see it rampant and growing. Uh, We see disease, uh, infections, diseases, diseases in other places that are spreading and growing. And these these things are, are, are challenges upon our world. We see incarceration increasing across the world. We see the challenges of jails that are full, prisons that are at capacity. And so all of these things that Jesus is saying, look, as I look at the world and I look at everything, I empathize. I see my love. I see myself in these situations. I see those that are thirsty. I see those that are hungry. I see those that are, that are struggling just to have the clothes they wear. I see it. I recognize it. And I am, I am so invested in it as the creator that I put myself in their very shoes. He goes on to say, then the righteous will answer to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothing and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison visit you. It's an amazing thing because I think growing up, and maybe this is your, your history as well, growing up in the church you felt like you do the good things and God receives you and so I do a lot of good things and God's happy with me and I make sure I don't do the bad things and, and to kind of live in this idea that, that there's a scale and if I do enough good I'll be right with God. But here Jesus is saying in the end when he calls out the righteous, they, were, they didn't even recognize that they were doing good. They didn't even recognize that they were doing this for him. That their righteousness was the the reality, that idea of righteousness, being right with God, that I live in a right relationship with God. Today, I have a right relationship. My heart, my desires, who I am is right with God. And the only reason that is is because I have received him as my Savior. I have believed in him, and he has transformed me. And that the natural state, when you ask Christ in, the natural state is to care for people who are thirsty, to care for people that are hungry. 
to care for those who are in need. That he's saying, they, they question, when were you hungry? When were you thirsty? When were you in need? And he closes with this profound, powerful statement. And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for who? For me. You did for me. Do we recognize when we fill these manna packs and we put them in the bag that we are doing it as unto Christ, as unto God himself? That every action that we do in his name as his followers are done as to him. That's a powerful thing to think about. That's an extraordinary thing to think about. Because if you're like me, you look at life and you think, man, there's a lot of um, mundane things that we do. And, and what is the value of this? And what is the value of committing to these things and doing these hard things? And then you recognize that everything I do, whether as a father, as a husband, as a pastor, as a neighbor, if I am right with God, I'm doing them for him. Then my purpose, my meaning, it, it changes everything. It says everything you do, whether anyone sees it or not, whether they recognize it or not, everything you are doing has value and meaning and purpose and is worthwhile. There is nothing. will not glorify God if we do it for him and in him. The only times we miss out is when we stop doing it for him and, and we become self-righteous and we become self-absorbed and we for, forget that, that the, really the focus of what we're trying to accomplish. When I give this bag of manna to, to be sent out, I do it because I know that God loves whoever gets that more than I do and I want to love him more. What if everything in your life, what if everything in our lives, we began to see as we're doing it as unto the Lord? And I think it's amazing that these are the areas he picks out, right? He picks out these areas that are so relevant and so prevalent to the things that we look around and see. We see in our neighborhoods, we see in our own lives, we see in our own families. Um, there is hurting, there is, there's a spiritual hunger, there's a spiritual need. There is a physical hunger. There is a physical need. We live in a world where all around us, we're given the opportunity to glorify God by giving a cup of cold water to someone, by sharing a meal with someone, with being generous with my time, being generous with who I am. A right relationship with God leads us to being helpful. leads us to a place of service. It's interesting, earlier on when Jesus was talking to a crowd, he said this in Matthew 5, 6, blessed, meaning this is really great if this is true of you, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Do you know what I've recognized? The more I hunger and thirst for righteousness, the more I recognize that I hunger to know God more, I have a thirst to know God more, I begin to recognize the physical hunger and physical thirst of the people around me, their needs, their desires, and their wants, that I begin to recognize, that we begin to recognize that when I hunger and thirst to know God more, I hunger and thirst to be right with him, that he begins to show me a whole world, he begins to show us a whole world in need, 
And so the question then becomes, how hungry are we? How hungry are we this morning? This is tough, isn't it? It's one thing for me right now to talk about this. It is one thing for us to talk about it. It is something quite more to do sometimes. What is your appetite for God? If I'm honest, what is my appetite? Do I hunger and thirst? confines to have this amazing, beautiful relationship with him that, that we are walking step by step and that when I fall, I get up and I get back in his arms and say, please forgive me. I know I'm forgiven. But in that, hunger, our hunger as a church, um, feed my starving children in, in our food pantry, that our hunger and thirst to reach more and to show that compassion and to show that love, that that just, that hunger grows. We all know what it's like to be hungry physically. Some of you might be hungry right now, right? Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be awesome if we had that same kind of, that emotional need to, to be in love with God and to, and to share that love with the world? What if every day we woke up and we said, how can I love you more, God? And how can I love people today? Show me the people that are thirsty. Show me the people that are starving. Show me the people that need so that I can be your vessel. Because here's what I believe. I believe God's answer to the world's problems is us. I believe the answer to all these problems we see in the world it's his church that he started. And he said, I want you to go out and I want you to feed and I want you to bring water and I want you to bring clothes and I want you to invite in and I want you to visit in jail and I want you to visit in the hospital. This is why I started you to show my love to the world. How hungry are we for that? How hungry are we to live that out? Because that's why we're here. That's why he started this thing called his church, is that we can not just bring physical answers to physical needs, but spiritual answers to spiritual needs. That we could be completely full in the love of God. That we could be completely full in being in right relationship with him. And that every man, woman, and child that we've ever met and will ever know can have that opportunity to be completely full in Christ. And so as we move forward, my prayer, my prayer is for me and for us, that God would increase our appetites. That we would get hungrier and hungrier for him and for the good works he has prepared for us. This whole month, I'm going to talk to you about ways you can invest your life in the mission. You can reach the needs of those that God has put in your life absolute purpose for this time and in eternity. So, what do you desire? What kind of appetite do you want to have this morning? When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we begin to see the needs of hunger and thirst.
Father God, you are good. Your ways are good. And what a mission you've given us. What a responsibility you've placed upon the body of Christ on the earth. And so, Lord, whatever you're stirring within us, Lord, I pray the enemy would not distract, would not deviate from the course you have for us. And, Lord, that Feed My Starving Children would not just be a weekend that we do this amazing thing, this powerful thing, but that every day we see as a day to serve you, to be hands, to be feet. And that, Lord, when we see the people around us, that we would begin to see you and we would recognize that what we do is for you. Lord, I thank you. You love us so deeply. I pray for a greater appetite, a stronger desire to know you and to love the people of this world. Lord, we need you so desperately. We need your help. Guide us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, if the Lord speaks to you and you're at a place where you're just saying, hey, I want to begin this journey, I want to find out what it means to be a follower of Christ. Please come see me. We have a lot of staff. We'd love to be able to talk with you, walk with you. Go to the website. Um, there's a place for you to fill out a connect card. We'll follow up with you. We'll pray with you. But the other thing is, for all of us, what an awesome weekend. This is the weekend that we get reminded about some of this stuff, right? This is the weekend we get some more energy in our bones to like, hey, maybe I can help out here at the food pantry. Or maybe I can go on that family missions trip. Or maybe that is how I should spend my time. And so my prayer is this whole month that you would just be open to that. Be open to if God is calling you to do something new for him, that you would be available. Just be available. And we would love to help you as he calls you wherever he's calling you. Let's stand and sing our final song.